welcome to our early morning edition of the Daily Mind podcast. How is everyone's uh, morning thus far? I know uh, some of us, if not most of us, is still sleeping. Some of us is at are is at work, and others like me are doing podcasts at eight o'clock in the morning. So uh, yeah, I'm probably the only one right now doing it. So uh, a lonely round of applause for me. That's because, you know, the early bird always gets the worm. Yeah. Yeah, dad joke thrown there, I guess. Oh, yeah. But anyway, I'm up early. Um, I typically get up early in the mornings. This is kind of my thing. I'm in the military. But even before the military, I found myself always waking up early. Little known fact, according to my birth certificate, I was born summertime around 549, 550 in the morning. So I guess it comes naturally. It's somewhat just woven in my DNA to just wake up ridiculously early. So, um, yeah, I'm up early. Beautiful morning, though. I went for a walk actually before um, doing the podcast. My wife is asleep. She works later, so I don't bother her in the morning. She always wants me to rub her feet every damn time. But, you know, as a husband, I oblige. I do it. Sometimes I don't do it. But that's either here or there. Okay, so um, lately, um, my wife and I, we caught wind of this documentary called McMillions. And what it's simply about is the Monopoly game from McDonald's. Now, you guys have played this game. Everybody's played this game to try to win the million dollars, the Dodge Viper, the free food. Yeah, we've all been there peeling and peeling and peeling those stupid little tabs and putting them on the little game board thinking we were going to win something. Listen, I knew for a fact I wasn't going to win a million dollars. I just played for the fucking food. And it was so worth it. But anyway, so this documentary called McMillions tells the story of the the Monopoly game and how it came to be back in the 1990s, or I believe the late 80s, early 90s, whatever, and how much and how it became a fraud. I think everybody had their little suspicion about the McDonald's game and how they didn't always win and stuff like that. Well, if you watch this documentary called The McMillions, okay, I mean, this shit is a fantastic multi-episode documentary on uh, HBO Max, and I believe it's on Hulu, too. And what it does, it goes behind the scenes of the game. I mean, the security on this game was ridiculous. I mean, it it was almost like hiding gold bars. Like, you had to go through multi-security measures just to get access to the dollar, the, the game pieces. And those million-dollar game pieces were heavily guarded. I mean, it blew my mind what the average person doesn't see when it comes to these uh, the, the McDonald's Monopoly game. But um, it, it was just such as I highly recommend you watch this. It's, it's astonishing to see how this game goes. But, of course, somebody had to fuck the game up, and they were they were cheating they were basically selling off million dollar pieces multi like you know the thousand dollar pieces and they were selling them off and of course you wouldn't expect this you wouldn't expect this group to have their hands in this game the mafia yeah of course the mob somehow got hold of this game and before you know it the colombo crime family is involved they got their hands in the game and i'm like what the fuck but, of course, for this to happen, somebody in the inside had to leak the game. And there was somebody from the marketing company of McDonald's um, that was promoting this game out in Chicago had a mole of somebody by the name of Uncle Jerry. Literally, they call him Uncle Jerry. And he 
was the key to getting these game pieces. He worked for the company. He knew all the security and all this other stuff. It, it, was, it, was, it was just mind-blowing. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, the Monopoly game, man. The Monopoly game. But it's funny. I have not seen that game in a while. But according to what I've researched, the game was around in 2020. And I think McDonald's gave the game, took the game, uh, gave it a back seat because of the pandemic. But there's word that the game will come back around 20. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, this September, the game should be back. And I'm like, why the fuck would I want to play this game? <laughs> Yeah, I haven't eaten McDonald's in a while. I've been slowly stepping back away from McDonald's. I don't know. The McDonald's out here where I live at kind of suck. There was one in particular. Um, but, um, yeah, I have not been, like, too much onto it. But it, it opened up my eyes. So let's, let's dig into this Monopoly game. Where did it come from? You know, who was the brainchild behind the Monopoly game? Um, and, you know, where did it go wrong? Okay, so I'm going to break it down. <clears throat> And when you watch this documentary, you got accounts from the FBI. They, st they set up sting operations. They invited all the winners to do these uh, interviews that was sort of set up by the FBI. This shit is bananas. I, I wish I could go completely in detail, and I don't want to ruin too much of it, but you kind of get the gist of what the documentary is about. And I highly recommend uh, documentary fans out there <clears throat> to watch this because you're going to be super, like, I mean had me and my wife in like oh shit moments the mob involved in the monopoly game yeah that shit was crazy all right so the monopoly game where the fuck did it come from when did it start so apparently um it was a sales promotion as you guys know you know mcdonald's you know and any of these restaurants come up with gimmicky ways to try to get more sales so this game was actually ran in 1987 and it's used all over the place now i did not know that Monopoly game was out that long. I find I fondly remember this game around the mid '90s. And I was I had to been no more. I have wasn't even a preteen yet, uh, but just about a preteen when this game when I started having memories of this game. And I remember like my my family would get McDonald's or whatever, and this was back in the day where the super size was a thing. So you got in like extra game pieces or whatever the case is. Um, now of course the super size doesn't exist anymore, but you know the bigger um. The size you got, you got more game pieces, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So it was super exciting to peel back and you see like a picture of a, a burger or nuggets or a chicken sandwich. I was in it for the, for the food. Everybody else was playing like to collect the pieces and, and all this other crazy shit. But I always had my suspicion too. Like, yo, what if the McDonald's employees were like stealing pieces? Like, I don't know. But the way the cups and stuff came, they already came with the pieces on it. So in order for like a McDonald's employee to steal a piece... How are they going to sell the cup and now the piece is missing? It's kind of like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? But believe me, I'm pretty sure some employees <clears throat> back then definitely had their little ways of trying to get around shit. So it says that this promotion has used other names such as the Monopoly Pick Your Prize in twenty one. I mean, tw uh, 2001, Monopoly Best Chance Game for 2003 to 2005. And then it goes by other names like Coast to Coast. In Canada, it was called the Golden Chances, Win-Win, uh, Win, VIP, blah, 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 blah. So it went by many, many names, okay? So, and of course, this game was offered everywhere. It wasn't just limited to the U.S. So it says here the promotion has been offered in the U.S., Canada, Australia, Austria, France, Germany, Hong Kong, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Poland, Portugal, Romania. You get the idea. Even Russia had the game. And McDonald's was relatively new to Russia around 1989, 1990, I believe. The first McDonald's opened up out there. Um, 
It says here, like many merchants, McDonald's offered sweepstakes to draw customers into its restaurants. Laws generally forbid a company from advertising its own contests in order to prevent fraud and to ensure that all prizes are given away. As a result, such promotions are handled by an impartial third-party company. So this is where... Um, so it's basically saying McDonald's cannot do this shit on their own. Some other company to prevent fraud and promote fairness to the game. This is where the, the, the floodgates open. So McDonald's hired a company called Simon Worldwide Inc. Now this company, like McDonald's, I think was based in Chicago. And they were in charge of putting this game out there. And of course, like when this game came out, it was like money, 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 money. Money everywhere. Everybody was making, they were making money off this shit. Um, but it says here that uh, McDonald's had a relationship with Simon Worldwide Inc., which was responsible for the distribution of the contest pieces and the awarding of major prizes. So it was kind of like McDonald's had this game, had a third party involved, and it was like, oh, well, it's kind of like it pushes the liability off of us if something goes wrong. Like McDonald's name will still be attached to it, but they would be like the main ones to blame. So, um, it says here, uh, now moving forward, right? Now, uh, there has people that legitimately have won things on there. Um, but there was one, a few people that won shit that was paid to win. So what I've seen from the documentary was that, that they selected a few people, not McDonald's, okay? The company, the guy, I guess Uncle Jerry and his, and his uh, minions selected certain people to win so it would basically go hey i'm going to give you this one million dollar piece in exchange you have to give me some of the winnings you understand what i'm saying and that was fucking smart now this thing was busted i believe sometime around 2001 the the, the, the you know the, the cat was out of the bag i believe they found out that this shit something was wrong because there was a particular pattern in people who were winning and it just did not add up. You understand what I'm saying? Like, something was up about it. So it says, in 2001, the U.S. promotion was halted after fraud was uncovered. A subcontracting company, Simon Marketing, those are the guys that ran the game, um, which had been hired by McDonald's to organize and promote the game, failed to recognize a flaw in its procedures. Okay, it says, Simon's chief of security, Jamon P. Jacobson. This is the guy they call Uncle Jerry. He's a former, he was a former police officer, stole most valuable game pieces. Jacobson justified his long-running multi-million-dollar crime as his reaction to Simon executives having rerun randomized drawings, draws to ensure that high-level prizes went to areas in the United States rather than in Canada. Although he did not take the stolen pieces to Canada, so he was. This sounds like a guy who was just frustrated at what his company was doing, and it was like, "I'm gonna fuck this company. I'm going to sabotage this company." He damn near did. But it, it cost him more than anything. Um, so how did he do this, right? Like he 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 worked there. He had he knew everything about the place, anti fraud procedures, the security, the entire thing. He knew just about everything. So how did he get away with it though for that long? You know that that's the that's the question. It said here that he began stealing winning pieces after a supplier mistakenly provided him a sheet of the anti tamper seals needed to securely conduct the legitimate transfers of winning pieces he uh uncle jerry first offered the game pieces to friends and family but eventually began selling them to the gennaro jerry colombo of the colombo crime family i think he could have gotten away with this had he not gotten involved with the mob in this but 
he they probably offered him something so lucrative, like hand over fist money. Everybody was making money. Hey, you get on board with us, you're good to go, bud. And I think that's uh that's where the shit really got bad. Now it says here that um they met at an airport by chance. This just so happened to be uh happenstance, I guess. It says here though, um he offered a he, he um so he met Gennaro Colombo um, at, at, at uh, the Atlanta airport, okay, one of the busiest airports in the country. Um, it says here, Colombo would then recruit people to act as cont contest winners in exchange for half the winnings. So they noticed there was a particular pattern with the people that were winning this. These people were paid off somewhat to win. They gave them the game pieces and was like, hey, I'm going to give you this million-dollar game piece, but in exchange, you got to give me a portion of your winnings. Yeah, I'm talking about what a racket. What a fucking racket. So one of the first signs that was reported that was kind of odd about this, and when it goes back to 1995, okay, it says that uh, Colombo, Gennaro, right? Now, if you guys remember, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, you might even find it on YouTube, there's a video of a guy that won the Dodge Viper because that was like the top car they offered back in the 90s when it came to the game. So here it says, in 1995, Colombo appeared in a nationally televised McDonald's commercial promoting his fraudulent win of the Dodge Viper. And then in 1995, to make shit even crazier, he donated a fucking McDonald's game piece to the St. Jude's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. He was, uh, they received an anonymous letter with a Dallas, Texas postmark that contained the $1 million winning game piece. Although the game rules prohibited the transfer of prizes, McDonald's awarded the $1 million as a donation to the hospital, making the final $50,000 annuity payment in 2014. Investigation later revealed that Jacobson had admitted to sending the winning pieces to the hospital. In June 96, his father-in-law, Colombo's father-in-law, uh, William Buddy Fisher, came forward as a winner with a stolen $1 million Monopoly piece. After Colombo died in a traffic accident, Jacobson found new accomplices to help him sell the stolen pieces. So it's funny because they show... This is what this is this is what the feds did. The feds invited all the winners back to um to do like they they had they linked up with McDonald's. It was like, hey, why don't we get all the winners to a trip to Las Vegas or whatever? Let's all interview them and see if they say something different from the last time they were spoken. So this guy, um, William Buddy Fisher, right now, I'm gonna go there. The dude did not look like a William Buddy Fisher. So apparently, he was the million, the million dollar winner from New Hampshire. But, buddy, let me tell you, I'm from New York. I've never seen an Italian that looked like that living in fucking New Hampshire, okay? When they interviewed this man, this man is an old man, okay? My wife, when we were sitting there watching, like, oh, I don't, you know, he's an old man. That's why he's, like, flinching and looking. No, this man, buddy, was sweating. <laughs> His name's buddy. He was sweating. He was nervous. He was twitching. His answers just didn't line up, and they knew, like, okay, something's up with this guy. This guy, um is definitely fucking telling a lie. He's definitely gotten the stolen piece. Okay, the, the shit gets even crazier, though. Because you're going to find out who snitched. And, and, and again, you got to watch the documentary. I'm just getting into this a little bit, little bit, little bit. So, um, Colombo died in 1998. Okay. Um, it says his, his associates and all of those of his collaborators won almost all of the top prizes, including cash and cars between 95 and 2000 including McDonald's giveaway outside of the Monopoly promotion. The associates netted over $24 million 
While the fraud appeared to have been perpetrated by only one key employee of the promotion company and not by the company's management, eight people were involved in this from the company and was originally arrested. You have to understand one thing. These game pieces is the equivalent to money. And McDonald's could potentially lose so much money with fraudulent game pieces, especially the food pieces um, and stuff like that. Now, see, the thing was with McDonald's, they limited how many game pieces in terms of food that you can use at McDonald's. They wasn't trying to lose money. They were trying to be fair, but, you know, they're a business. They ain't trying to have you just show up there with three extra value meals worth of fucking ticket. No, it, it was it was very particular. You can only use one per visit. Um, so it says here that uh, it grew to 21 indicted people, including members of, members of the Colombo crime family. By the end of the criminal prosecution, 53, up to 53 people were indicted, of whom 48 pleaded guilty, 46 in pretrial plea agreements, and two who charged their pleas, or I'm sorry, changed their pleas from guilty, I mean from not guilty, to guilty. I guess they got in the plea deal like, hey man, you about to serve some serious time. If I were you, I'd plead guilty to some of these charges and you'll get lesser time. I mean, we're talking fraud here. Um, so, of course, it, needless to say, when this was all done and McDonald's found this out because, you believe it or not, McDonald's had no fucking idea what was happening at Simon's. Okay, they were completely oblivious because their thing was, hey, we're hiring you guys to take care of all that shit. Let us know when we have a winner. They had no idea what the hell was going on. When they got contacted by the feds that there could potentially been that there's potentially fraud happening, they were shocked as shit. They had no idea. Because McDonald's don't want to be looked at. I, you know, I was I was with McDonald's on this one because no company wants to be looked at in that type of limelight. Okay, so yeah, I could only imagine like, yo, we have to pull the plug on this game. Like what the fuck are we going to do? Like people are not going to trust us, they're not going to trust the brand if they find out that um, that somebody's cheating in the Monopoly game. I knew it all along, though. For some reason, even growing up, I was like, nobody's ever going to win this shit. They're going to make it in a way where it's almost impossible. To so, um, needless to say, McDonald's and the Simon Marketing Company, um, they, they they broke up. McDonald's like, no, fuck you guys. You, we're done. You, 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 you ruined us. So, it's you know, they severed their relationship, and each company filed lawsuits against each other for breach of contract. So Simon's like, hey, you got a contract with us. We're suing you. And McDonald's is like, no, man, you're frauding our game. We're suing you. Needless to say, it goes back to back to back. And they settled out of court. Um, it, it, um, it says the case brought forth by McDonald's was dismissed, but Simon received $16 million. Four of the putative winners convicted of fraud had their convictions reversed on appeal on grounds of constitutional violation as they did not know Jacobson and thus did not know that the winning game pieces were necessarily stolen. Uh, Jacobson pleaded guilty to three counts of mail fraud in a federal court in Jacksonville, Florida, and served only three years of federal prison. The trial began on September 10th, 2001, and was overshadowed in the media by the 9-11 attacks. Ain't that some shit? So, um, yeah, look up the documentary series, The McMillions. In fact, it also even says that uh, Ben Affleck is supposed to appear in the movie as... Um, you know, based on this Jacobson fraud thing, I guess he's going to probably play Jacobson, but nothing really came about with it so i mean <laughs> tell me about it it's it's, it's crazy I, I would have never thought well i mean i thought but again like ah <laughs> oh, man just some of the shit man like somebody's always gotta um fuck shit up so of course um 
it goes without saying. Like, okay, so the, a lot of people are asking too, is the McDonald's game coming back? So for what I've read, it's supposed to come back um this year in September. I, I tell you, I can't even remember the last year I've actually seen the McDonald's Monopoly game. I can't even recall. I, I definitely could tell you I have not seen it between 2020 and now. But I can't remember before 2020, before the pandemic. I can't remember the last time the game was even a thing. And, you know, I thought about it. I was like, man, maybe this documentary, like the Super Size Me documentary, kind of like blew the lid off things. And, and maybe McDonald's don't do the Monopoly game anymore. And I'm going to actually look this up real quick. Because th th this is kind of interesting. Um, let me see. I'm going to type this up real quick. Give me a second. Let me see. Okay, so it says here that um, the last Monopoly game was in 2015. But it wasn't called the Monopoly game. It was replaced in the U.S. by the Game Time Gold using the NFL theme. Oddly enough, they didn't use... Um, the McDonald's. They didn't use Monopoly. So what I've read before about it coming back in 2023, that doesn't seem likely. I think the Monopoly game is done. I think also since that um, that has happened and then that documentary, I think McDonald's Monopoly game, and needless to say, is not coming back. I kind of missed the damn thing. I mean, it was, it was cool buying food and then peeling off, and you're like, oh, man, I want a chicken nugget. Not just one chicken nugget, like, you know, a, a four-piece or six-piece or something like that. Not just one fucking nugget. Um, but, you know, um, yeah. It, it just kind of make you think, man. Like, all these... Uh, every game is a gimmick. Every game is rigged. Like, I tell people about the casino. The casino does not work in your favor. They give you a fair chance to play, but realistically, the house always wins. It's kind of like the McDonald's game and whatever these, you know, whatever promotions, these games and shit that uh, a lot of restaurants have. If you notice, though, a lot of these fast food joints don't even really do these type of games anymore. I can't even recall if Wendy's ever did something like that or Burger King has ever did something like that. Um, but, yeah, you don't, you don't see these games no more. And I think it could just be the, the market inflation or just the perception from the Monopoly game that people just don't want to play these games no more. Um but here, I'm going to find an article. Um, I think I found something about why. It says here, why was the Monopoly, why was McDonald's Monopoly canceled? Now, this was published um, in 2022. I'm going to see what this article says. And this article is um, from the ussun.com. The sun.com. Um, I'm going to read some of this um, a bit. But uh, yeah, it says here, it's pretty simple. Uh, the McDonald's created its monopoly market scheme and marketing scheme in 1987 by attaching monopoly stickers to the side of each food item. Each sticker featured a monopoly board piece containing prizes on the back, usually from one of McDonald's beverages or food. However, if a customer received three of the same monopoly square, they would win a prize worth up to a million dollars. If it succeeded, the monopoly game would make McDonald's a substantial profit, prompting customers to buy more food and have a chance of winning the cash prize. Of course, it's like the it's like the Willy Wonka golden golden ticket. You're gonna buy as much fucking chocolate to find it. Eventually, somebody will find it. But the the, the goal is the the scheme is to make more money. I mean, that goes without saying. Uh, it says here, um, as you guys know, McDonald's hired Simon Marketing to carry out the Monopoly game and distribution in the U.S. Um, and then, of course, it just read pretty much what I've learned from. Um, you know, whatchamacallit, 
from what I've what I've, what I've seen of the um the documentary. So let me see. I'm gonna. Uh, Hmm. You know, it's funny, though, about that documentary, too. His half-brother, he accepted a $25,000 ticket, but there was a, a scene where in a public bathroom, he was going to give his half-brother the million-dollar ticket. Do you know what his half-brother did with that ticket? <clears throat> he flushed it down the toilet, simply, and had no feelings about it whatsoever. He was not getting involved in that shit. He already accepted the $25,000 one. He told his he told his brother like yo I don't need this shit, don't give this to me, and that's it. But you know, um, yeah. So it it was such a smart scheme by having other people um give the ticket to other people because he couldn't obviously cash it in because he worked for the company that distributed. So it looked like he's stealing a conflict of interest. Um, let me see. This kind of goes into a little bit more detail in what he was doing. Um, it says here, while Jacobson couldn't claim the lottery money himself, he charged the people he gave the winning sticker a portion of the lottery. In several cases, court documents revealed Jacobson had charged up to $45,000 in exchange for a $200,000 lottery ticket for numerous individuals, including his own nephew. Jacobson utilized his position to steal the winning stickers by creating a supplier error that would send the tickets directly to him. He would then go to the bathroom to avoid his auditor and remove the winning stickers from the case and replace them with stickers that weren't Monopoly winners. Jacobson replaced the winning tickets with his own stickers that weren't winners and resealed the case to make it look like he, it's been untouched. What he will do it afterwards now. It says that he and the auditor would continue with the resale package to the McDonald's Packaging Center. He was found to have redistributed 60 winning Monopoly stickers and charged between $45,000 and $50,000 for each. There were about 50 people involved in the scam, according to doc, uh, court documents, including members of the Colombo crime family. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let me see. I'm going to try to read a little bit more, something different. It says the recruiters would fly around the country selecting people to claim the lottery tickets. One winner, Gloria Brown, said she was pressured to take out a new mortgage on her home to receive upfront money from the winning sticker. She said, my life was in danger, Brown said in the docuseries. I almost felt kidnapped. That's insane. Uh, mm. Now, remember the old guy I mentioned, Buddy Fisher? Okay, now I mentioned in this article that Fisher was the father-in-law of one of Jacobson's connections in Atlanta, Georgia. And as the FBI looked into the tip, they started to notice a pattern. Remember, they, they noticed where these winners how it was done, they could have switched it up, but they, they left an, a vulnerability in the entire scheme. It says here that they noticed that although Fisher had claimed the ticket in New Hampshire, they could easily trace him back to Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, that's where they fucked up at. They looked into other winners and found that the majority were located in Georgia, where Jacobson lived, or Florida, where he lived and worked as a police officer. So what this man Jacobson failed to do was broaden his horizons. He stayed in, in, a, in a particular area, a, a bi-state area. Think about it. It's supposed to be random as fuck. That means they should be a winner in L.A. They should be a, a winner somewhere in the middle of fucking Iowa. They should be a winner in Arizona. Maybe one in New York. None in Jersey. One in Rhode Island. So on and so on. But all the winners were concentrated into one area. Now, you think these guys have money to fly around. But no, they stayed in one area, and that's where they noticed 
analytics and statistics don't lie. If you got a bunch of winners in one area, there's something wrong. And that's where they caught it. Um, it says in 2001, the FBI placed wiretaps on Jacobson and recent winners were, uh, who were based in both states and were able to arrest and charge Jacobson with nine counts of felony conspiracy to commit mail fraud. Yeah. So, of course, he confessed to all the charges, spent 37 months in prison, and was ordered to pay $12.5 million in restitution. Because he probably had that money hidden somewhere. Because he made so much money off of this, so it was like no secret. And, of course, McDonald's. Poor McDonald's. Her, ooh, they, 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 they got the butt end of this shit. Um, it says here that um, McDonald's faced backlash from the monopoly scam in an attempt to distance itself from Simon Marketing, which had hired Jacobson. They cut ties with the company effective immediately. You have got to imagine the PR mess that had to been cleaned up from this because you got to understand when it comes to um, when it comes to particular games and shit these restaurants have. Consumers look at the company promoting the game. They don't know who the fuck Simon Marketing is. They don't know who who is the third party involved. All they're going to see is McDonald's and Monopoly, and they're going to blame McDonald's. So they're like, fuck, now we got to clean this up. Um, it says here, of course, the move results in Simon Marketing filing a lawsuit against McDonald's and then back to back to back uh, with the marketing company one. Uh, they settled it out of court. Simon Marketing's image was tarnished, and in 20, uh, 20, uh, 2002, it was forced to liquidate the company. Since the scandal, McDon uh, McDonald's has not run the Monopoly game in the U.S., although it's still available in other countries. Uh, the Guardian reported that British Labor Party politician Tom Watson wrote the company in 2019, asking them to discontinue the Monopoly game as it's encouraged customers to buy more food, <laughs> more fast food. And as a request, though, he wrote, it's clear that McDonald's Monopoly is a danger to public health. No, it's not. People choose to do shit. Like, you can't blame fast food for obesity. You really can't. Eating fast food is a choice, although some people think it is a necessity. It is not a necessity. It is a choice. You cannot blame a fast food company for making you fat. I'm sorry. I'm not going for that shit. Um, it says here he, um, <clears throat> he continued by saying, I am requesting that you urgently rethink this strategy. He goes on to say this, though. McDonald's must stop playing on people's hopes and prioritizing profit over public health. I urge you to cancel this marketing campaign. Uh, they, McDonald's, of course, says, fuck no, we refuse uh, to discontinue, saying customers receive stickers from their salads and carrot bags. Got them. Got them. So, yeah, see, they're not just offering, <laughs> not just offering it on, all, on the dirty fast food shit. McDonald's was like, yo, to mitigate this, Let's also put it on the healthy stuff, too. So that way nobody can be like, oh, man, they're promoting more fast food. No, bullshit. We're also serving it on salads. So, yeah, you can go eat the big one. All right. Look, I highly encourage you. It goes more into depth with the McDonald's Monopoly game, McMillions. It's on Hulu and it's on HBO Max. It's a multi-episode series. goes way more in depth. It covers from the agents who were involved in the case. Um, testimony from some of the people who had some handling in the, you know, that was hand, you know, that had a hand in it. Just watch it. I promise you, it's a very engaging documentary. But you know, I guess we'll never see the McDonald's Monopoly game again. And if that's the case, now you know why. Because I bet some of you probably been wondering at some point in your life, what happened to that McDonald's Monopoly game? Well, shit. Now you know. And if you're like me, having your suspicions about it being fraud. You absolutely are right. Give yourself a round of applause. 
Yeah, we all knew all along. Somebody was fucking with that game. Listen, thanks for listening to this early morning edition of The Daily Mind. Um, enjoy your day. It's a bright, beautiful day. For people out in the South, Texas, be careful. The, the heat is excessive to points beyond belief. Even here in Clarksville, we're in a heat wave, and we're going up to 97, buddy. So, yeah, be careful. Don't, don't blow out your AC. Be smart. Hydrate. Stay cool. All right? So, hey, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode, whenever that may be. And we'll do this again next time. Have a good one.